two out of three are somewhat confident today about retirement. A lot of that has to do with the market over the last 12 years from their survey, their research. But what they also found is that out of those people that are somewhat confident, only 42% have actually tried to calculate how much they need for retirement. Welcome to the All Things Retirement Podcast with certified financial planner, Anthony Alpha. Here's your host, Ben George. Welcome back into All Things Retirement. I am Ben George alongside Anthony Alpha. Anthony, it is the start of 2020. Got any big goals uh, for you or the business this year? Yeah, for 2020, uh, certainly we spent the last six months trying to create an agenda for the podcast. So we're going to continue to put a good amount of energy behind that. And I'm also in the process of writing a book. So those are other than my day-to-day, uh, those are two things that are taking up uh, quite a bit of time outside of it. And then also just spending time with uh, our newborn, Rosie. So that will be where pretty much taking up the rest of my entire life, but also <laughs> in terms of uh, any hours after work as well. Yeah, for sure. That's funny. But good luck on the book too. I know that's a lot of work. And whenever you get finished, I know you'll talk about it here on the podcast. And I'm sure people can find more information on their website at cardinalwg.com as well, right? Yep. We'll certainly have some things posted there. And we'll also actually, now that you brought it up, we do have a couple of retirement workshops coming up in January and February, which you can see where they're going to be located in time and date all on our website as well. Yeah. And if you're catching this podcast down the road a little ways, remember that you know any upcoming seminars that Anthony and his team do over Cardinal Wealth Group, you can find them online. So even if you missed the ones that we just talked about, there'll be more upcoming. So be sure to check back into the website and uh, get that information and sign up and get that really valuable uh, seminar that he, he puts on with him and his team there. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about couple different things. Got another headline that I want to throw at Anthony and get his reaction to. But our main topic today is going to be on excuses that people use to keep her from retiring. Really, it may, may sound crazy because most people want to get to retirement, but that's not always the case. Whether you like your job a lot or just nervous about income and retirement, there's a lot of different reasons and excuses people make. So we're going to identify some of those excuses today. And then Anthony is going to kind of explain some steps you can take if this is, sounds familiar to you the, to maybe ease you into retirement and take that next step. And then, of course, we'll try to wrap up the show with a mailbag question if we have a little bit of time later on. So a quick reminder, though, uh, on Anthony's team, you can find him online, cardinalwg.com. He is a certified financial planner and the founder of Cardinal Wealth Group. Their office is right there in Cherry Hill uh, if you want to go by and visit them in person. So let's start with a headline today. The headline is pretty interesting because it has to do with real estate and and home ownership. But adjusted for population, the inventory of homes for sale right now is at the lowest point it's been in nearly 37 years of measuring that statistic. Uh, one of the reasons is baby boomers are remodeling and they're staying put instead of downsizing at the same rate their parents did. So this is a big national trend, but is this something that you've seen locally with your clients? I feel like that this headline is directly written out of New Jersey or something <laughs> because, uh, again, we, we focus a lot, 90 plus percent of our work is with people getting ready or in retirement. And being in New Jersey, we're seeing, and in my area, between taxes and the issues with uh, finding a place to either rent or to downsize to, it's a very perplexed puzzle to try to solve because it really hits home for our clients. 
I would say on a weekly basis, when we're talking with them or, or maybe new clients, one of the most common questions that we're always asking is, are you planning to move or downsize or stay in your current place? And for many, when we begin that process, they're talking about that they do want to downsize because maybe they've raised the family in this house. And I'm talking, you know, two to three story home that might be 3,000 to 4,000 square feet with five bedrooms. It's a lot to maintain. Uh, There's a lot of issues that you can run into for overhead. And that house might cost something in this area, about $300,000. But when you're looking at things to downsize to, that's really where it becomes a head scratcher. Because whether you're looking at a 55 and old community, or if you're looking at trying to maybe go from a two-story home down to a rancher, and you look what's out there, there's not really much to downsize to without really changing what they've been accustomed to growing up in. You might go from a $300,000 home to something in that 250 range, but you're also losing a lot of the things that you might like. For example, some people really like to have a yard and you've been used to maybe having a half acre at your place. And at this new place in this community, all you have is you know a brick patio and a fence and that's it. And, and that's a hard thing to, to swallow where you're not really seeing a huge difference in savings or you know, going from 3,000 square feet to 1,500 square feet. And now you don't really have the ability for your grandkids to visit. I know my, my mom is somebody that's in that situation right now where she's looking and say, okay, well, we have me, my brother and my sister all married. I'm the first one to have a kid. They're all going to be on that path. And if she's going to downsize, her current place you know, has the place where we grew up. So there's lots of room and that's where we spend the holidays. Well, you know, downsizing, I know that's one of the things that she's brought up to me. It's like, I can't watch your kids or have the grandkids or there's nowhere, you know, to really hold them in this 55 and older community. So Hmm. we see it a lot where now that's pushing people to say, okay, well, what can I do to maybe not sell this place? And in a lot of cases, maybe the house is paid off and they're looking at it from a tax standpoint. And hopefully we're maybe trying to get some money going from a $300,000 place to like something at 150. It just doesn't really exist around here which makes it difficult. So what you're seeing a lot of is people now saying, okay, well, let me renovate where I'm at. And so maybe we can make our bedroom that was on the second floor on the first floor, or let me make it a little bit more easier to manage my house on a day-to-day basis. Let me upgrade my water heating and roof or some of those things that I might've done 20 years ago so that I don't run into that in retirement when I'm more on a fixed budget. And so what you're seeing a lot, and this just happened with a client of mine and her parent who is 93 years old. She just finally moved to a, a retirement community. She sold her home. Her husband passed away about five years ago. Now keep in mind, she's 93 years old, but for so many other people are saying, well, if I make the upgrades to my house that I want, and it's a place that I can still host my family at, well, maybe I'll just keep it until through my 80s or until I, it becomes really too much where I need to maybe be in that type of assisted living type of situation. And that's exactly what happened with a client this past week. And finally, it took till age 93. Now, the 93-year-old's not my client. It's her daughter, who's 67. And ironically, she's not actually trying to downsize. She's trying to upsize into something newer and more attractive in this area. But again, it's 
basically around the, the same price. So New Jersey is, I don't know about the rest of the country totally, but is a tough situation for retirees to really downsize. It's not always that easy. Yeah, and it sounds like that's you know an issue across the country. It's probably similar to what you guys are facing there in New Jersey, so not a surprise. But uh, the inventory of homes at one of its lowest points in almost four decades, pretty amazing stuff. But uh, And you know, the rental market too is could be just as expensive or if, yeah. or if not more, which is just, again, makes it harder to try to find some savings on the household side. Yeah, sometimes you just don't have a choice. You're kind of in your position. You're kind of stuck there. Uh, it makes the right. most sense for you. So yeah, something to kind of keep an eye on to see if that trend continues. Let's move into our main topic today. And that's kind of like real estate and excuses for why you wouldn't move. There's a lot of times people have excuses for why they don't want to retire. Um, you know, sometimes people say they don't want to retire and sometimes they really mean it. But there's other times it's really just a defense mechanism to compensate for the fact that they feel like they can't retire. So let's explore some of the possible meanings behind that statement, quote, I don't want to retire. So the first one I think that, you know, you hear and we hear quite a bit is, hey, I don't want to retire because I really do love my career. What does this really mean? You know, I, I think, and we talk about this at our retirement workshop that we do. It's one of the first things that we talk about. And it's about this change. It's a major change in life going from something that you might've been doing for the last 30 years. And in so many cases, it's what you've identified yourself by. It's your career. You wake up in the morning, right? You throw your pants on and, and you're out the door to you know, solve the world's problems. You identify with the people that you work with. They could be some of your best friends. And to leave it is to really maybe feels like leaving a part of yourself. And if you don't really have an idea of where you're going to next, it can be really difficult for people. You know, a lot of people say, I wouldn't know what to do with myself if I didn't have this. And that's because that's what they've really, I think, identified themselves by their job in a lot of, or career in a lot of ways. And I think it helps by, you know, starting to look at this retirement thing as a new chapter. And that doesn't mean you have to totally leave your career either, but I, I think it's about starting to try to put some time and energy into, okay, well, what's next in my life? On the kind of the other side of that is people want to continue working, but maybe not for the same reason that passion for work. Maybe it's more so that they kind of feel like they'd be bored if they went to retirement. Right. And, and that's probably kind of a part of the, the first one in some way, right? It fills time. But before we go into that a little bit further, you have to think about sometimes it's out of your control, right? I mean, you could have a health issue that's going to come about in the future or a change in the industry as a whole, or maybe the company's moved and it, it can be out of, your, out of your control. So I think thinking about if you're in this time frame of, you know, you call it 55 to 70, you really want to start thinking about that next chapter because it can sometimes sneak up on you even when you're planning to work a lot longer. So, you know, kind of thinking about the person who I'd be bored if I was retired, maybe didn't start that conversation in the sense of, I love my job. Uh, I love what I do, right? Uh, you know, some people's job, you're really solving the world's problem. And sometimes other people's jobs is filling that time of boredom. And I think that's where the time you have to think about, well, what else? what I like to be doing. And there's actually a great book that I reference sometimes uh, when I'm 
talking to people in the retirement workshops. It's called How to Retire Happy, Wild, and Free. And his name is uh, Ernie Zielinski. It's Z-E-L-I-N-S-K-I. And he has a lot of great points to not being bored and retired and how to redefine what retirement could look like. And, you know, the other side of it is too, is you don't necessarily just have to stop cold turkey. You can take kind of a progressive way out. Again, some companies are happy to keep you on board while you train others or to have a little bit of a quasi retirement, you know, first couple stepping stones to it. And I think that that's a way to really put your toe in the water per se. Makes sense. And we'll add that a link to that book that you just referenced in the show notes. So if you're looking for that, uh, just open up the show notes or visit the website, cardinalwg.com. And we'll have a link to that for you as well if you want to check that book out. The next excuse that people often use, and this one, look, this is one that we all face. We all get nervous about getting into retirement and not having enough money. So frequently we hear that exact same thing. Hey, look, I don't have enough money to retire. You know, in, in that case, uh, my first question would be, is that something that you're feeling or is there some math that you've seen that says that? And most of the time, what I've seen, at least the people coming in, is that they don't really have some math that really backs that up. It's really a feeling internally. And I said, you know, before we jump to those conclusions, let's get an idea of, you know, what it's going to cost to retire and what your current setup is right now in terms of financial resources to really understand, you know, what enough money actually means, right? So it's not a question that I think you can just do some napkin math over. And it requires maybe a little bit of time with a, generally, I would say a professional to help, you know, figure out that question is how much money do you actually need to retire? And if you are short, how short are you? And how much of a change would you need to make to make it better? Makes sense. Okay. Um, Let's look at uh, the last one. This is one that we hear from time to time on excuses why you don't want to retire. And that's, I'm not really confident enough in my kind of insert, either your portfolio, your plan, maybe even your advisor to just walk away from work right now. So what do they need to do to get that confidence? Yeah, I, I think that also, if you look at surveys, say there's a the longest running survey. It's, um, and again, just because of the book that I'm working on, I reference it a decent amount. It's the EBRI, Greenwald Retirement Confidence Survey. And it's one of the longest running surveys as it relates to workers and retirees' confidence about retirement. And they basically say that two out of three are somewhat confident today about retirement. A lot of that has to do with the market over the last 12 years from their survey and their research. But what they also found is that out of those people that are somewhat confident, only 42% have actually tried to calculate how much they need for retirement. And I think that that's, you know, having a plan in place and seeing it from a mathematical standpoint is a way to help get people who might feel like a four or five on a scale one to 10 and get them feeling more like a 10. And that's one of the biggest things that we're talking about when people are coming in is yeah, again, we're, the people that if they're walking in feeling like a 10 already and they've been doing it themselves, you know, maybe don't have, that's might not be the right fit for us. But generally, we're looking at people who maybe only feel about a four or five in terms of how they feel about retiring confidently. And we want to find how can we get you closer to a 10? One of the biggest ways is to say, 
I'd really love a plan that shows me how to get there. And I think in a lot of the cases of I'm not that confident that I have enough in my portfolio or, or my plan or something like that. I think most of the time it's just that they haven't seen a comprehensive plan to show them that. And that's where I think some of the confidence can really help them feel like they are able to retire. And, you know, for a lot of people that we see, it's hard to be, I think, confident because maybe they've bought a bunch of products and stuff over the last 20 or 30 years. And they're really not sure exactly how they all work and how they're actually going to help them for their retirement needs. And that's where, you know, starting off with a plan is going to be able to help understand, okay, well, actually you're doing really well over here. And there's only, you know, a few tweaks here and there that you really need to make to make this actually happen uh, so that you're able to feel confident about, you know, walking away. So I, I do recognize, I think that it's really difficult for people to, and, and all of these questions, I think, or the excuses, as you called them, it's just a huge change from going from doing something that you've been used to for the last 20 or 30 years, having an income, and then just saying, wait, so I'm just going to just be able to spend all this money in a similar lifestyle manner for the next 30 or, or so many years. One mm-hmm. stat is that you actually will spend more money in retirement than you made in the previous 30 or 40 years. And that's, that's a tough wow. pill to swallow for a lot of people to understand in their head that they're actually going to be all right. And today's retirement situation, I think is a little bit different than it was in the past, right? I mean, you're looking at people like my grandfather who retired with a pension that took up like two thirds of his income needs, mm-hmm. had a social security that supplemented the rest and pretty much covered the lifestyle that they've been accustomed to. And today, and I don't think that there was very much planning about retirement because in a lot right. of cases, it wasn't a very long retirement. But today, you know, people are living, you know, in through their 90s. And so retirement's a lot longer, right? You have a lot less people who have that pension that's supplementing their retirement income. And maybe they only have social security and their nest egg. And so that's putting a lot of pressure back on the individual to really try to figure it out and try to figure out who's going to be the right person to help me. So, you know, excuses is maybe a little tough, you know, from, uh, I don't know if I'd go with that word because it sounds a a little negative, but I I think a lot of it really has to do in some of the more recent ones that you brought up from, uh, you know, confidently being able to retire. And I think it all starts with, you know, having a plan and somebody that can help figure that out for you. Yeah. And and if you have any of these kind of concerns or you had some second thoughts when you've been getting closer to retirement, it's fine. I mean, it's just normal to have those second thoughts and to kind of question these things. So the most important thing you can do, though, is sit down with someone that can help you out and walk you through all your scenarios. Like you said, do the math on your income to see exactly where you stand. Maybe you're better off than you even thought. And that happens from time to time as well. So absolutely get with Anthony and his team, work with those guys and and figure out exactly where you are and what you need to do so that you can retire and be confident. You don't have second thoughts. You're not, you're not worried about it. You have peace of mind that uh, everything's going to be taken care of. Uh, and you can do that uh, with a a good sense of confidence indeed. So cardinalwg.com, cardinalwg.com is the website to check out for Cardinal Wealth Group. All right, let's take one mailbag question before we wrap this all up. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. 
All right, our mailbag question today. Again, you can send these in to the Cardinal Wealth Group website, or you can call Anthony's office, 904-414-2375, and they'll bring those questions on to the show. This one comes in from Jane. I'll be retiring in exactly one year, and this ties in perfectly to what we've been talking about. What's on the list of things I need to do before I officially walk away? Yeah, that's a great question. And there's a couple points that I I certainly would start with is one, check out what your current company and actually even previous companies, what they might have offered to you that you might actually have bought from them or bought into as a group plan that you might actually be able to take with you when you leave that company. And what's called portable. So things like, think of life insurance, right? There's group plans that you could take with you and have it now as an individual plan. Many times those group life plans do stop when you leave, but there are plenty of plans that can continue uh, with your group plan on the individual basis. Long-term care plans is a really popular one. And that actually brings up another good point is that if you know that you're probably going to be retiring, say next year, next calendar year, that is, well, think about what are some of those plans that they offer to you that you might want to take with you. And long-term care is one of those group plans that I would certainly consider where you can buy it on a group basis and you can take it with you on the individual basis. Some places have estate planning services where they'll do your will for you. You paid a, you know, a dollar a paycheck or something like that, and you have access to estate planners that can do your entire will and update it for a lot of people who've maybe never even done an estate plan or haven't updated it in 20 years. So there can be things like that. And I would certainly want to get a list from my clients to say, hey, what are your benefits that you have at your company that are available to you now? And if we know it's possibly something coming up in a year or two, I would certainly say keep me in a loop in October or November when you get the new package of new benefits offered to you that you can take. There's been times where just knowing certain industries um, in the New Jersey area that people don't even realize that they've had access to a benefit. I have a client that is uh, one of the spouses is a nurse. She's jumped around to a couple different hospitals and there's been a lot of consolidations and stuff like that. She had no idea that she was entitled to a cash balance plan from two places that she worked at two times ago. So that's why I said even looking and calling up the the companies that you worked at before, getting to the HR department to ask them, is there anything that I'm entitled to that I may not be aware of? And that's something that you can do on an individual basis where you really don't need that much financial advisor to do that. But before I would walk away from your company, I would probably get a financial analysis to understand, okay, well, what path am I on if I keep doing what what I'm doing? So, you know, understanding the stuff that you currently have, the type of lifestyle that you're currently in and what that might look like in the future, that analysis can kind of show you what type of path that you're on. And, and I would, you know, look to get a financial plan to show you what you're currently doing good and what are some gaps that you might have and what you might want to work on before you retire. 
Thanks for that question, Jay, and a great question indeed. And hopefully that uh, will give you kind of a jumping off point and some things to work on before you get to that day. But congratulations on getting close to that point in your life uh, as well. So if you have any questions or you want more information on Anthony and his team, visit cardinalwg.com. Send them in there. Uh, a lot of resources on that website as well. So be sure to check that out when you have some time. That's going to do it for this episode. Anthony, I appreciate the time. Good luck um, with your goals in 2020. I'm looking forward to continue on this ride of this podcast this year. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks a lot, Ben. So thanks for listening to this episode of All Things Retirement. Be sure to subscribe. Leave a review rating as well. If you uh, if you have some time, we would appreciate that as well. For Anthony, I am Ben. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.